we, Dick is usually the reactor, so we have a reactor today. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take Dick's role. Yeah. Comedic relief. <laughs> All right, ready, guys? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh, what's, the order, what's, hmm? what's the order again? Oh. There's me and then Ty? Yeah. Yeah. So you, me, Ty? Yeah. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome. 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 Welcome to Cybercast. Hello. I'm Clay. I'm Tosh. And I'm Ty. And we are here to talk about the recent event, the Google I.O. 2016. And we have a Music Corner from Tosh. Yes, sir. I know that, uh, Tosh, uh, you will be taking Dick's role as a reactor since you didn't get to watch the uh, I.O. event. And I.O. event? The, the Google I.O. event? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that, that was really that was actually really good. Actually. Yeah, I was getting into character there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to ask, how, how come Dick got into this call? Um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, everybody, Dick is not here today, um, but he shall be here on the next episode. Um, so, yeah, so the Google, Google I.O. event, I know... Um, I know that uh, Ty, you watched it, right? Yeah, I did. you saw the whole uh, what is it, two-hour event? What was it, hour and a half? No, it was like two hours. Two hours, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, let me just make a first a comment about the uh, uh, all of the people who were talking about Google I/O. I actually wanted to talk about Google I/O before uh, you know the event actually came out. I knew for sure that I wanted to talk about it because Ty, that's his thing, right? Google, you know, he's a Google fanboy. If I'm <laughs> to be called an Apple fanboy. Uh, <laughs> Oh boy! I mean, listen. We all have our fanboyisms, okay? Like Tosh is a guitar fanboy, right? Uh, so and, and Dick is a porn fanboy. So you know, we all have our fanboyisms, okay? Um, yeah. But you know, the Apple community actually right now is talking about Google I/O as if they're really interested in what Google has to offer, which is odd, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah. I mean, Google is sort of has, has permeated everything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even though we use. Apple devices. Now all of us use Apple devices. Um, we still use all of the Google productivity apps, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but you know there was a there was a, a a segment of the Apple community that basically latched on to Google is evil, which you know I mean I was you know kind of in that camp ish, right? Uh, not that they were evil, but that they that the fact that they had to serve you advertising, they had to do certain things to to get you know to get you the proper advertising, right? I um, call it smart. You call it smart? Yeah, on their on their end. Yeah. So Google is smart. Yeah. Okay. The thing about it is that the thing about it is that like uh uh some of like so I mean if you listen to ATP, uh you know John Syracuse basically spoke about Google products in a really positive light. Yeah, so you know, John Syracuse usually isn't opposed to Google because he uses Gmail, but everybody else usually is and they weren't opposed to it. Uh even listening to to the talk show, you know, like um, listening to uh, John Gruber on the talk show with uh, Rene Ritchie, they were actually very complimentary of Google. I thought that was rather odd. No comments? Why? 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 What? It's okay to be complimentary towards a different company. Then. No, no, no. It is okay. But remember, whenever Apple sort of uh, uh, mm. ca- called, uh, no, whenever uh, Steve Jobs basically declared war on Google, like all of the Apple fanboys just decided, hey, we're going to be opposed to Google. And all of a sudden, now we're forgetting that, that, uh, that, that, you know, 
that little war. And uh, the fact that, you know, a lot of people are actually talking about Apple losing their way now, it's kind of interesting seeing this uh, this develop. Maybe it's just me thinking it's interesting. <laughs> well, to, to no. me, it doesn't really seem like a, a, a rational debate. It's not. You're right. Because for one, Apple and Google are, they're both technology companies, but they are in different segments of the technology business as far as I'm concerned. I mean, of course, there's overlap in the phone market. Mm. But otherwise, I mean, Google is invested in navigation technology, mm-hmm. in productivity, in communication, telecommunication, video. You know, you, you just named all those things. Apple is actually interested in those things, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. The streaming game as well. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's more overlap than just the phone business. Right. Mean, you're right. But, yeah, well, let's put, it, let's put it this way. I can do my job on any device. Mm-hmm. Right? It can be a Mac. It could even be an iPad, a Surface tablet. It doesn't really matter. But all of the things that I do... They somehow go through a Google application. Okay. Mm-hmm. So email, uh, we use Drive for file exchanges, uh, Calendar, yeah, and some other applications. But uh, mostly we we work through Google. Right. Google applications. Right. So so Google is definitely important to to the community, right? And we we shouldn't forget that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean they're they're the basically the main gateway, even though there are services like Bing and Yahoo, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You have to admit they are the main gateway to navigating the internet mm. these days. Yeah. Well, by the way, I know that Siri still uses Bing, right, as her her search uh, engine. I believe she does. Or Siri. Well, well, I read something about that Apple's using their own servers now, or something like that. When, when did this happen? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, oh. I read it today. Oh, okay. I I didn't know. If that is new, then then I I didn't read that yet. All right. So we talked about Apple. We 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 got our, our obligatory <laughs> Apple. <laughs> comment in (laughs) you apple fanboy you (laughs) all right let's get into this io event so there were a few bullet bullet points that i wanted to uh bring up uh and the first one is the uh google assistant which is sort of like what google now used to be right but just more conversational well the thing is google now basically only gave you an answer to your question and Mm. the thing with serious you can sort of do a little bit of conversation with it, right? Mm-hmm. That is the thing that Google now did not do okay. up to this point. And now they actually incorporated it. I think it's a good thing. And, mm-hmm. and the great thing is, I don't know whether Siri does this or not, but like, if you ask, um, how old is Denzel Washington? Well, it gives you an answer, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you continue with, with another question, uh, what is his best review? a movie or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then Google now knows... The context. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know whether Siri does that or not. Yeah, I'm not so sure she does. Mm. Uh, I hope she does in the future uh, because that is great. Um, you know, like how uh, the guy who was presenting it, he basically uh, asked... Sundar Pichai. Sundar Pichai, yeah. Yeah. When he asked... Uh, the question and then he said you know he, he couldn't re- i can't say the guy's name either but he he couldn't say the guy's name and then he just asked the question in in reference to the, the previous question of course she answered that and it's like well hey i don't know how to say the name so you know it's 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 mm. actually great that she knows that i'm still or he, he or she or it knows that i'm still talking about what i just asked about yeah definitely yeah so i'm actually i mean a google assistant is that coming to is that coming to ios in in some form yeah it will because um you have google now on ios as well but the thing yeah. is obviously you can't put it as a replacement for siri right but um you do have the google um 
search application, mm-hmm. which has Google now built in. Mm. So you can just fire that up and say, okay, Google, something, blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. You know that, that that new Google keyboard called Gboard? Have you guys used that on iOS yet? It's not available in the Dutch oh. app store. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. That I could, uh, it would be awesome to have uh, the assistant as part of that. I could see that being very useful because it's, it's a really good app, actually. You tried it out? Yeah, I use it. I it's one of my keyboards. Mm. So it's it's actually what, what, what is the what is the main difference? So I like that it has swipe built in. Mm-hmm. It has GIF keyboard built in. Um, it has uh, search built in, which is awesome. Actually, you could actually search from the keyboard. It's pretty cool. But search uh, in terms of Google search. Google or? search, right? Google search. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's, that's pretty cool. Now, also, uh, under anything you guys have to say about uh, about the assistant? Uh, I think it's a great upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google Now was great to begin with, mm-hmm. and I kind of miss it though. Cause I used Google Now more than I use Siri, mm. so I don't know why. And Google Now was sort of able to give you your reminders, right, and putting things in your calendar, right? Yeah, and also like, uh, for instance, at one point, you know, Google Now knows uh, my work schedule. Right. Well, not now, but like when I used to go to school, it used to know like, okay, then he's going to school or. If something's up in your calendar, right? So it knows your. It looks at your habits and 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 actually takes note of what exactly. you're doing. Exactly, yeah. and then then it gives you me a reminder: you need to leave now, right, in order to be on time, right. And when I say when I say uh, listeners, when I say that Google now could put these things in your calendar, it, I mean like it could look at your email. I, I should say, I should cl- clarify that. So it could look at your email and see that oh, you have something scheduled for so and so because someone emailed you about it, and then it could put it in your calendar. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Google yeah, could do that too. Yeah, and also like uh, if you get a flight ticket, right? Exactly, it automatically shows up on, uh, your, on your calendar. Yeah. yeah, it has a. It gives you a card, right? It has a whole card. Yeah, card. it gives you a card. Yeah. yeah. All right, and uh, 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 Tosh, any. Any thoughts about uh, Google now as the reactor? <laughs> um, well, for me, it has the same. Uh, I have the same thoughts on it as I do with Siri, because mm-hmm. even though I know that Siri can can do a lot, um, I'm on- only going to use it for a couple of things: mm-hmm. for setting a timer mainly. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically the only thing I use Siri for, or oh, maybe okay. to play a specific album or song, mm-hmm. but really nothing more. Um, I don't like to converse with my phone that much. <laughs> yeah. Are you a people person? <laughs> I'm more of a people person. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a Google Assistant, if it's, re- if it's really that deep, you know, if it can really add that much to, you know, operating a phone, mm-hmm. you know, if, if actually putting in a voice command would be easier than doing it manually, mm-hmm. then I could see the use of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to be convinced first. Right. And it has to be intuitive enough because... Yeah. Uh, Often when you try out certain stuff with Siri, I mean, I've only had experience with Siri, mm-hmm. you will always run into a wall Yeah, yeah. where it gives you some cute answer, basically meaning, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or sarcasm, which sometimes is like, no, I, I need you to answer this honestly instead of sarcasm, but yeah. yeah. Or yeah. just some, some, some limitations that they, they can't, for some reason, access certain parts of your phone. Right, right. Which is funny because Siri, Siri was so much more capable when it was a standalone app, right? Yeah, when, probably more yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. And I actually heard like the creators of Siri have yeah. another thing coming out. Yeah, I think it's called it's, what Vive or Vive or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go. Let's talk about something that I actually personally am really interested in, and that's the uh, uh, the Google Home. Um, yeah. You know, like I was in the I was on that invite list to get the Echo for the ninety nine dollars, and I 
was hesitant because I was like, $99? I'm not so sure. And then I see how amazing it is, right? Um, and and the, one, the downfall to the Echo is that it's US only, which yeah. kind of is limiting. But of course, Google is a global company. So this mm-hmm. is something especially uh, useful for you guys over there across the pond. Yeah, definitely. Because it... I don't know how much time it's going to take for Amazon to actually come here, like the online shop. Mm-hmm. That might never happen. It probably will happen one day, but... You know, these days, even Guitar Center delivers to the Netherlands. Does it really? It does. Yeah. Well, in a, the, um, a part, just a part of its stock. Oh. But, uh, well, Amazon does too, but the thing is, there's not a Dutch version of it. You, know? yeah. you can't order in the UK store or... The, a German store. Yeah, okay, but even if it had a Dutch version of it, the Echo is not available in England either. It has. They, don't they have mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a Amazon store there? They yeah, have they an Amazon.co.uk, right? Yeah. 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 And, and the Echo is not available there. So even if they had a store at your in your location, guess what? You probably wouldn't get the Echo anyways. Because uh, mm-hmm. Echo only knows one language, I think. It only knows the, the uh, English. And probably, yeah. it only probably only knows a U.S. English. Who knows? <laughs> 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 so, um, so, you know, that, you know, this... Google Home is the answer. <laughs> you know, Google basically said, "Hey, you know, thank you, Amazon, for showing people that this is an interesting field, and we'll take over from here." I have one question though. Mm-hmm. There was this whole fuss about um, the Xbox One, you know, <laughs> having that always on camera mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like all, always listening. Yeah, isn't this basically the same thing? Basically, yeah. I, I mean, this has no camera, but it has an always on speaker, which is. I will admit it is slightly creepy. Uh, I mean, we all know I'm slight. I'm probably the more most paranoid one on the show, right? I, yeah, mean, I don't want to talk you out of it or anything. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, I trust me. My main well, concern. Right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, not necessarily for Google itself, but maybe for somebody who's into hacking. Well, not even the hacking. I think it's even worse. Like, let's say uh, the FBI decides, hey, we need to, we need to find yeah, out. Yeah, they commandeer your, yeah. your, yeah. Uh, or, or they go to Google and say, hey, Google, you know those guys on the cybercast? They, they're doing something. They're always recording on Sundays, every other Sunday. What is going on? Turn that thing on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, as if they couldn't find out any other way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, the fact that Apple won't cave doesn't mean that, that Google will do the same thing. Yeah. I think uh, Google will cave faster than Apple, personally. Yeah. Mm. No, no, the good thing is that Google Google is, is th- they're... They're, they're not selling privacy. Apple is. Apple is telling you that we care about your privacy. Google has yeah. never said that. Yeah, yeah. Google, Google is basically the opposite. Exactly. Like they index, yeah, every, I, they index everything. Exactly. Yeah, they index everything, but I don't think they're going to just fork it over. Just they like have that. to. If, if the government yeah, goes to them next, they actually have to. And the thing is that because Google is not telling you that, hey, you have a sec- everything that we have for you is private, Mm. Th- that tells you right there already that they that th- they have made it so that they have an out. Well, we never told you that it's private. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, Apple has to fork it over too. If if the FBS has a court order, they have to fork it over, right? If they're capable of forking right. But it so over. Apple doesn't have uh, something that is always on in our house, though. Google does mm-hmm. or will. Your phone, your phone. The phone is always on. Yeah, you can say. Uh, well, hey, you can. You blah, can. Blah. Yeah. You can. I'm not gonna say it right now because my phone's. Well, mine on. mine doesn't have Hey Siri <laughs> uh, as uh, enabled. <laughs> no, because I'm a sensible person. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Exactly. 
Did, did you? Did, uh, this is just for for Thai, but did you see the the new Central here commercial? Mm. The Eva Apadornbella commercial. No, I haven't seen that one. It's it uh, it's it's one of the best. Oh, I just wow. saw, I, just, I, I just saw it a day that I think they worked with an American uh, agency agency, and uh, it's set in the states. Mm. It, it's set in the hood, and there's this this young guy who from the hood who recently made it big as a hip-hop star and is now rich mm-hmm. bought this this fancy like uh mercedes-benz something like that with all these uh advanced features mm-hmm. like voice control mm. and so he drive cruises around and you know shows off to all his friends uh, people from the hood that, that he's made it and they're all happy for him and he stops by this uh this backyard party and then parks his car there and they they blast his hit song which oh, has yeah. lyrics like let's start this up <laughs> let's uh release the brakes let's open the doors and sure enough the car does so it starts oh. rolling downhill <laughs> with the brakes released and the doors open <laughs> oh, <laughs> what <laughs> that's scary yeah, i gotta check that one insur- out. it's a commercial for an insurance company so that's, that's uh, our that's our future man <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Um, <laughs> well, I actually, you know, I saw a commercial from Dubai or something like that, and it was like, um, it's not a funny commercial or anything, but it's about uh, taxis are gonna be twenty percent of the traffic is gonna be autonomous in yeah. Dubai in two thousand twenty. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, everybody's working on it now. All right, so any uh, any other thoughts, uh, Ty, about Google Home? I think it's very interesting, and I think with Google, when it actually comes out this fall, right, mm-hmm. they have the best setup to date, I think. Mm. Because the thing is, the Google Home can also talk to Google Cast if you have one. Right, it has right. It basically the whole ecosystem talks to each other, like the phone, yeah. the Cast, the Chromecast, uh, everything. Uh, exactly. TVs that have Google, uh, uh, you know, as part of their, you know, their uh, feature. Yeah, the Chromecast. So, yeah, Chromecast. Yeah, but, yeah. but some TVs that have Google, you know, built into it mm. or whatever, or the Google, yeah. TV, Google TV boxes, um, all of that stuff. Yeah. So how yeah. how's your smart home coming along, Clay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much of a smart home. <laughs> I don't have any of the bulbs. No, no, I'm, I'm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of all of that stuff personally. Um, I I wanted to just to trickle down, um, and then I'll look into it. Uh, I I definitely want this assistant, right? This whole uh, Google Home or Echo, um, mm-hmm. so that I could just say, hey, you know, play, you know, this uh, episode of a podcast or whatever, and it just plays it. Um, or um, you know, if they have better integration in the future of of ordering food, like say, hey, I'd like to order from a specific restaurant. Like, I'd like to order from Red Ginger, you know, order, you know, my usual, you know, that that's what I'm looking yeah, for. You know what I would want? Give me all of the dishes from that restaurant that have chicken in it or mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it could deliver but, that. <laughs> but it kind of showed that, right? Like, yeah, but uh, that's pie in the sky. I mean, like, I mean, that's I, true. That's true. Because the, yeah. the thing is that, like, right now, uh, all of these things are... Um, Companies who are doing stuff like this, but like you know, like the the uh, the bot in uh, Facebook, you know, Pro Flowers or whatever, or One Eight Hundred Flowers, you know, they have partnerships. I wanted to, I want to get to the point where it is like order it from my usual place, because I don't order mm-hmm. flowers from One One Eight Hundred Flowers or 
pro flowers or whatever. <laughs> I I go to Whole Foods usually to order my flowers, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, that that I that I wanted to get to that phase, but if, for the time being, I will use it with its limitations. Uh, you know, having it as a sort of uh, around the house uh, Jarvis, right? Hey, Jarvis, please pay me episode uh, thirty three of uh, Cybercast. You know? Yeah, you want a Jarvis in your house? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> But uh, Clay, mm-hmm. so you, you saw the like the little promo video they did about yeah. Google Home, right? Right. Would you put like multiple uh, Google Homes in, in each home? Like, um, no. The thing is, I don't. They didn't show multiple ones in each home in this room. No, you know, they, they had did. A, they did. Oh, well, I didn't see it. I saw it. Con- I saw it having that one connected to a bunch of like things, like a Chromecast yeah, attached yeah, yeah. to, like the Chromecast audio. That, that I saw it attached to stuff like that. Mm, I didn't see true. multiple. I only saw one in that house. That's true, but I, I, I think they're gonna make that possible. Well, like, the, uh, look, it, it is, it is, it is spread throughout your house by using a Chromecast, by using uh, a Chromecast audio. Yeah, but the thing, but the thing is. Uh, I'm going to give you this what, hypothetical situation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you only have one Google home, right? It's in your living room or in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And say you're brushing your teeth and you notice, oh, my toothpaste is, you know, I need new toothpaste. Uh, where's my Google home? Uh, I have to go downstairs. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you're, you're describing me like I'm some sort of rich slob. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> No, that's not me. Um, the thing is, that ideally, ideally, I imagine that Google is going to make it where you just your, your phone is always with you. Just do it with your phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could do that. So, like, why, 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 you know, like, why have multiple? Like, we don't want to to encourage like excessive ex- ex- uh, consumerism by by saying, hey, you could use three of these in your house. How much are they gonna cost? If they're gonna cost one hundred fifty bucks, okay, well. Google, I'm not rich, you know? Yeah, but if they eventually cost 50 bucks... You think it's going to cost 50 bucks? I doubt that very much. Not now, but eventually... The Chromecast, cost. the Chromecast costs 35 bucks. There's no way this is going to cost 50 bucks. No, not even no, eventually. No, 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 no. no. Well, with eventually, I mean, like, what, 10, 20 years. Yeah, okay, but if 10, 20 years, you'll have the Google Voice installed in your voice box. So, you know, <laughs> it'll be completely okay. different. It will be implanted. I'm not ready for that. No, neither am I. <laughs> so okay. Um. So okay. No. No more final thoughts on this Google Home. You know, you, uh, Ty, you getting one when it comes uh out fall? Um. Uh, nah. Okay. Tosh. No, not off the bat. Okay. I'm getting one right away. Um. Especially if it's cheaper than the Echo. I All right. think it might be. No, I'm pretty sure it will be. But you know, I, if it's... I, I would sooner, I would sooner get a Google device in my in my home than an Amazon device, but mm-hmm. still it's, it's there's, there's still a threshold for me. Well, um, see, I use Amazon for uh, my shopping, a lot of my shopping. So Amazon actually wouldn't be a bad choice, but I, I like, I want to be able to say things in Dutch to the thing and Amazon won't understand me, but Google, <laughs> Google home will. So, you know, why, why would you want to talk Dutch? Sometimes I say, sometimes I, if, if I'm looking up something in Dutch, why would I not say it in Dutch? Yeah. Okay. All right, so now the two other uh, features uh, that are going to come as apps uh, on iOS and Android are I-O, L-O, whatever you say. <laughs> and I say I-O because in Spanish, when you put two L's together, <laughs> but it's, no, of course... It's, I think it's just uh, Allo. I know it's Allo. It's, no, it's, it's Italian, Allo. right? Allo. No, yeah. no, it's Allo. 
It's French, I guess. Yeah, it's allo. It's not. I, I'm just saying that <laughs> if you see this as a Spanish person, you would say, "Oh, I'd like to use IO, please." But uh, it's allo. IO. <laughs> and uh, and they have also uh, that duo, which is basically like a. I guess a, everybody was saying it's sort of like the uh, uh, FaceTime <laughs> that you have on I, on uh, on uh, iOS. Well, uh, they got one thing. Uh, the knock knock feature. They got one up on uh, Apple. The knock knock feature. No. What? Well, a little bit, but it's cross-platform, and FaceTime is not, which it was supposed to be. Yeah, but they got sued, remember? <laughs> they, they go, uh, Steve Jobs basically said it was going to be because uh, he was just speaking out of turn, actually. <laughs> and they actually got sued for a bunch of features that uh, were in it, and so they couldn't actually open source it. He was speaking out of turn? Yeah, he mm. basically said... he. Ba- uh, no one knew he was going to say that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah so no, what no. do you mean? Of course he was speaking out of turn. He was basically trying to sweeten the deal when, in fact, he he really shouldn't have said that. So he was speaking yeah. out of turn. He shouldn't have said yeah. that. Huh? And then they were never able to make it possible. No, no. Which is, you know, understandable. If you get sued out... If someone tries to sue you out of existence for something, you, know, you might as well just scale it back a little bit mm-hmm. um, but yeah you're right duo is a class plat- platform uh, I, I thought you were going to say that knock knock feature nah the knock knock feature the worst feature, feature ever yeah, it's not a, I, I, I am a why is comp- it the worst feature I do ever? not want to see someone's video like oh hey please pick up my phone before I answer the thing come on it's. it's I think it's a really no, poor feature with, I, I get it with like with the examples that they gave, those are examples that I'm like, yeah, I could kind of get that. If your kid's calling you, ah, it's nice to see your kid like, oh, you definitely want to pick up if you're actually able to pick up. But right? guess what? Guess what? When you pick up the thing, you're going to see them anyways. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. But like. <laughs> ah, you're making excuses. You're not on Google. You're not on Google anymore. You're an iOS user now. <laughs> so, so wait, what? Could you guys explain it? Okay, so knock knock. knock. Yeah. yeah, so knock knock. So if someone calls you before you pick it up, you'll see their video of them. Like what? You know, so let's say if they're sitting there picking their nose, you'll see them picking their nose. Right, right, right. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> the idea is the idea is that supposedly, I guess they didn't say this during the uh, the conference, but I hope that supposedly only your favorites will be able to knock knock. Because could you imagine if you were getting a call from some pervert and he you know takes his <laughs> yeah his private out and says, "Hey, pick up the phone." Yeah, they should definitely have some. I'm uh, imagining that I'm imagining that that is a feature that yeah. is it's not one of because there's no way that you should be able. To to get uh knock knock from just any random person yeah yeah, I get yeah to that. me it sounds like bad news because people already are like hey why don't you pick up your phone exactly and now, mm. now they're going to be like man i i left you this elaborate video and you're not <laughs> you're not going to pick up your phone exactly what kind of friend are you exactly you have to basically you're gonna have to have people audition before you answer the phone come on man I think this is a g- very gimmicky feature. Yeah, you know, people probably will say, oh, you know, like like live photos. Well, live photos are actually useful. This is not. Mm. When, when, Scott, when, when, when you Skype somebody and they don't answer, mm-hmm. it asks you, do you want to leave a video message? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my gut reaction is no. Exactly. <laughs> we we'll, want to see that. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then they have the Allo, 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 uh, which has the, uh, a feature in it that I think is... The, I mean, I like Allo as, as an app because it is basically like uh, Line or, you know, all of the other, you know, Chinese uh, apps where you have stickers in it. Um, uh, but it has this whole feature where you could whisper or shout 
and you, instead of hitting send, you hold down the send button, and then it gives you a slide up or slide down. So it makes the text really large or really tiny, you know, so that if you, you know, if you're like a 90 year old, you know, grandma, you won't be able to read it. I think that feature is a feature that should die. It's a dumb feature. <laughs> it's a gimmick. Speaking of gimmicky, yeah. yeah. It's a gimmick. Okay, so like you, you're gonna whisper something to me, and I will, I will. It's such a low whisper. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> then, then I'm gonna have to go screen capture it, enlarge it, and then I'm gonna have a whole bunch of enlarged Im- uh, uh, screen captured images of of Ty whispering at me because he ch- he's trolling me. <laughs> is that is is that is that what you're implying, Ty? Mm, I, I I don't really like the feature. So, like the thing is, it, it's a gimmick. It's- mm-hmm. Maybe cool for like little kids, but like yeah. No. no, it's cool for five minutes, and then it's like okay, I'm over this now. Stop whispering. <laughs> no. I mean, we we've we've solved the, the idea of shouting already on the internet. All caps is shouting. Just leave it at that. Exclamation at the end of it makes it even more you know <laughs> real. Mm. Um, do, what about Allo and Duo? Why did they make them two separate apps? Why didn't they just put them in one app? Why doesn't Why didn't they release Duo under the ha- Hangouts? Yeah. Hangouts are still around. Yeah, why is Hangouts still around if you have Duo? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And uh, I wonder the one is thing something with the pro- protocol. Uh, like well, the well, protocol. Hangouts you can have more than one, more than two people, right? Uh, I wonder if Duo because FaceTime you can only have two people. I wonder if Duo allows you to have more than two people. Probably not. Because if, that, if that's the case, then that that's why. I mean, the name is Duo, so I could imagine it's just two people, right? Um, and that's probably why they they didn't put it in Hangouts because Hangouts is multi. It's it's kind of like Skype, right? Uh, so I can see why it's not in Hangouts, but why are they not together? Like, why isn't it? Yeah, not but there, there are there, besides, um, you know, being able to do one on one or being able to do like a conference call. Mm-hmm. That's that's really the only difference. Right. Well, of, of course, with Hangouts, you also have screen sharing and whatnot. But right, right. They basically do the same thing. Right. They basically do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess I guess it sounds like you guys are not that 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 not not that excited about Allo or Duo. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a it's not. They're definitely not reinventing the wheel here. No, they're not. Way. Definitely not. No, but the, the great thing about Allo, mm-hmm. you know, like okay, we get the gimmicky part is, eh, but uh, like Google Assistant is integrated within the system, mm-hmm. and it's basically like a bot, right? Mm-hmm. But the great thing is, because mainly with uh, other messaging apps, you can talk to a bot, but only to a bot, right? And with this, you can be in a conversation with somebody and all in a while ask the bot certain questions. Mm-hmm. They gave the example of like, okay, you guys want to go out to dinner? Here's a couple of uh, what type of dinner? Uh, some You search for Italian places, you know? Okay, both of you get a cards with, uh, where you can like really mm-hmm. select like, Okay, let's go to that restaurant, right? Right. And then you can just order a table via uh, open table and just get it done in the app and you don't need to switch apps or whatnot. Yeah, I, that, I'll give you that for sure, yes. That I really like yeah. about it. And the thing is, that is a great feature, but I don't know if Allo is going to be mass adopted. Cause yeah. The biggest problem with all messaging apps is as long as your friends are not on it, it's useless. Right. right? Yeah. Let me ask you, do you use Viber? <laughs> not anymore. Do you use Telegram? <laughs> not anymore. 
well there you go <laughs> yeah and this may fall along i mean for android users i think this is going to be huge but for you know you you said earlier it's cross cross platform but guess what <laughs> maybe it won't pick up for for people for everyone uh because um you know if 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 everybody is really content with iMessage Maybe this won't pick up. Mm, iMessage. Yeah. I love iMessage. It never, it, it, some people online are talking about how iMessage fails for them. I've never had iMessage fail for me. It gets the job done. It really does. Yeah. The thing is, the reason I don't like iMessage is I hate SMS. Well, iMessage is not SMS, though. No, but it's, it's the same app as SMS, right? Well, it's the same app. But the thing yeah. is... If somebody's using an iPhone, it sends it via data instead of uh, through your carrier. Yeah, so that means not SMS then. <laughs> yeah, but if if I'm sending a message to an Android friend, it's going to go as a text message. Yeah, but see, this is my point. This is why I, I, I prefer them to be together rather than, okay, like on my phone, I have I have Slack to message with people. I have uh, uh, what, uh, WhatsApp to message with people. I have iMessage to message with people. Like, I would love it. Mm, no, the thing is iMessage is too constrained because the thing is, like, are you able to do group group messages on uh, iMessage? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's been like that. It's Just been there for recipients in a message. Okay. And... Yeah, but can everybody talk to each other? Yes. If you have a group, okay. yes. Yes. All right, cool. But, <laughs> but, but the big issue with iMessage still is... It's not cross-platform. That's uh, the thing is that in a way, it kind of is cross-platform because you can still text people on Android. Yeah, we know it's not gonna work like that. Because the thing okay. is, you still you're not convincing me because guess what? It actually just get the job done. If someone is on Android, yeah. guess what? They still get the message, right? Yeah, they get the message, but it's a different. Okay, experience. let me ask you this, right? Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. if if you're on WhatsApp and you're trying to text someone who doesn't have WhatsApp, do they get the message? No. Oh. Okay, done. Boom. Mic is dropped. Next topic. Ooh, we're talking about VR now. Let's go talk about VR. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. One last thing about yeah, yeah. Hello then. Yeah. Smart reply. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, which is kind of interesting. I'm not so sure. Uh, so basically, make, okay, it's going to make conversation more predictable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of learns how you respond, right? But let's say, okay, I respond w- one way to Kish, and I, sp- I respond differently to Dick. So, like, it, it so how is, so, you know, it, it'll send a sweet remark to Dick, right? Like, oh, probably will be able to distinguish. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Because the thing about it is that, that, that if they know how to distinguish between different people, hats off. They won the game. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, you know, like I know that it's the, the video they showed um, that it knows to distinguish, um, like sort of uh, if it's a dog on the screen and and if the dog is cute, I guess they they can say, oh, it's a cute cute dog as one of the responses. Um, the fact that they can tell that it's a dog is phenomenal, right? Because like Google has learned how to the computer language, uh, computer um, computational uh, processing and of figuring out what is on the in the image is phenomenal, but Mm. If it actually goes to the next level and knows that okay, me and Ty, I message in one way. I'm always telling him how he's a you know Android fanboy, and me and Dick are always talking about I don't know porn or whatever. It won't it won't know that I'm talking to Ty versus Dick. If if it knows that, hats off, they won. You know what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Then anytime somebody brings up a topic, your standard response will be uh, that 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 is dead. 
<laughs> you know, um, I think it's getting. By the way, that's, hey, what, what do you think about my dog? Well, dogs are dead. Is that, <laughs> you know, I think I'm getting in trouble with people on Anchor. By the way, with that, I think people are tired of me. It's like they don't get that I'm making a joke, <laughs> and the, so I stopped doing it though, because it's like you're not uh, like in the in the Slack room. You know, they're like, oh, well, CW, what are you gonna say? It's dead. Yeah, how did you know that? We know what you're gonna say. Everything well, that, that, is dead. <laughs> well, that, that's probably what smart reply is going to be. Is going yeah, to hold up much. a mirror. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> was, am uh, I always that sarcastic? <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah. So any final thoughts, Ty? Uh, I'll, I'll let you have the final thoughts about this Allo duo duo. <laughs> Allo is interesting, but yeah, it, it'll probably fail. Uh, duo knock knock. Who cares? I think that I think that Allo. Sorry, I know I said you had the final words, but Allo will not fail. Uh, the reason why Allo will not fail is because it'll be the text messaging app on Android, and Android is the biggest operating system around, so it won't fail. No, but the text messaging app on Android right now is Hangouts. Yeah, I know, but I think Allo will become it. That might be. No, I, 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 uh, why would they announce this thing? I, I honestly think that this, that Allo is going to be the replacement. Yeah, it's probably gonna exist. Uh, uh, side by side, and the user will decide whether they use that one or that one. Why and would you have so many of them then? No, the, the thing is, on Android, you can set up your own text messaging app. Right. So, because the thing is, like on iOS, you only have the Messages app, right? You well, can, we have you have multiple choices, but the the default is iMessage. Yes. What multiple choices? Well, you could you, you could use you could be a Facebook Messenger person no, and no, just no, use. No, no, I, I get that, but like oh. for text messaging, okay. you can only use messages, right? All right, okay, uh, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, and on Android, you can just get a third party app and do text message. Okay, I got you. And to get that experience, like you know, of the iMessage that right now is the Google equivalent is. Hangouts, right? Okay, I got you. And yeah, yeah, it it might actually evolve to, you know, Allo, and it kind of makes sense to move it over to Allo. <laughs> All right. All right, gotcha. All right, so let's talk about VR. I guess VR, everybody is doing VR, right? I mean, um, so v, a VR is a uh, is a is going to be a part of Android N, which has no name yet, Android N. Um. Everybody's doing VR. Any interest in VR for you guys personally? Uh, Tosh, what do you think? VR, any interest for you? Uh, I still have to experience it, but I think it's really promising. Mm -hmm. Um, Like today, I saw a bit of uh, 3D video Mm -hmm. um, just on YouTube. Through the YouTube app, you can can look at 3D videos and, you know, actually by moving your phone, Mm -hmm. look around in the space. Really? Wait, 3D or like... like Well, uh, 360. 360. Oh, 360. 360. Oh, uh, I was gonna say 3D with our glasses. Awesome. Nah, <laughs> no, I think no, no, no. he meant the uh, cardboard. Cardboard, icon. like the cardboard thing. No, it no, kind of no. looks like a 3D. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about 360 video. Oh, okay. Even yeah. even that already looks really promising to me. Yeah. Um, like you can create much more immersive experiences and add extra layers to your content. Mm-hmm. So I think the technology is there, mm-hmm. you know, with the Oculus and uh, the Gear VR. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just up to up to the content creators to really take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when are we going to see the first, you know, fully immersive 3D movie? Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, how awesome would that be for a complete movie yeah. shot 
in 3D. Yeah. Or in, in VR. In VR, 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 VR 3D-ish, sort of. Right. Because it'll, it'll be 3D because you're, you're, you're in it, in, in a sense, right? Exactly. Right. You can look around. Right. Yeah. Ty? Mm, you can kind of do that with IMAX, right? IMAX Dome. Can you? Okay, I don't know. Have you ever watched IMAX Dome? Never heard it. I don't even know what that is. Oh. So, like, you have to do regular IMAX, mm-hmm. right? And you have IMAX Dome. And your screen is, like... Around you? Around you. Okay. Like, above you and to the side. Not at the back, of course. And that is already immersive as hell. Mm. Like, yeah, but Im- imagine if you have a binaural audio track and... Um, you know, it's uh, your entire view is taken over by. Mm, yeah, that that is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, well, I've, I still have to try it out. It's available all over the place, but I haven't got my hands on it yet. Mm-hmm. But I do find a tricky spot with that, though, because the thing is, with three sixty video, you can look through. Literally look 360, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. l- looking around you, right? That's fine. But, like, watching a two-hour two, two hour movie, and I don't want to keep turning my head, like, making circles around my whole living room. Well, you know, I so look, the, the idea of movies in the past was that you had a director. The person directed what you they wanted you to see. How do you direct a, th- a 360 movie? Like, how do you get people's uh, attention? Like, you know, let's say you're watching Jungle Book and, you know, Mowgli mm. is running ahead of you and all of a sudden you lo- you decide to look to the, to the right and you're like, wait, wait, where did he go? You know? <laughs> yeah, but but the thing what I'm talking about, looking to the right and looking to the left, that is fine. But looking to the, looking backwards, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to physically move your body to look that way. That's straining. Right. I, I don't know. I, I think it'd be kind of cool if movies are specifically made for being able to not, not something like Jungle Book, but something where it's more, yeah. um, you know, like you're you're on, in the Antarctic, you're watching a bunch of penguins, mm. you know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's, it would be really cool. You know, it it would be awesome to really do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it it will only work if it is combined with good audio design. Yeah, I agree. Because audio cues can direct your your view, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Then you need real dope design. Right. Well, like I said, binaural audio. I think that's the way to go. Then Mm -hmm. binaural audio. Binaural. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a specific way of recording where um, the the distance between your ears is simulated the same way that 3D is really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have really, really detailed soundscapes that way, where you can actually pinpoint where the uh, where the sound is coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. There's this Dutch artist uh, Celia Ehrens. Um, she's really specialized in that. She makes soundscapes of specific places, like uh, the Japanese subway system. Oh my god! You can gosh. actually feel all of those people, you know, surrounding you, oh, brushing up against you. It's really, it's really weird. Nice. Yeah, mm. uh, you can just listen to to that with stereo yeah. headset. Yeah, just with a st- regular headset, you can uh, you can listen to it. I could imagine uh, like having a a a stereo uh, sort of binaural experience being in a cave, you know, and hearing like dripping of of uh, water from a stalagmite or whatever. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the most there, there's this one. Uh, the first binaural track that I ever listened to was um, this uh, sort of. Um, audio drama basically well not really a drama but it was it was fiction mm-hmm. um where you're being tr- um basically 
manhandled by a barber. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and you really get it's really uh, upsetting. Really, <laughs> like at one point, I think he, he puts a bag over your head, and you really feel feel like there is a bag being put wow. over your head. <laughs> <laughs> the man by barber. <laughs> It's really uncomfortable. You should try it. Um, it's, I think it's called like the, the uh, virtual barbershop or something. Really? I, I'm going to have to listen to that. Wow. All right. All and right. so any final thoughts on this uh, VR for, uh, you know, everybody's doing it. So far, for me personally, I think the best iteration uh, that is to come out is probably going to be Sony uh, because, you know, just have it attached to your PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 is powerful enough. Uh, I think there's a 4K PlayStation 4 planned for some time in the future, right? um it will make sense yeah yeah so i think uh, i think sony honestly sony is the company to beat right now what do you guys think well they got the legacy yeah uh, i mean they know they know how to do they know how to do uh you know this stuff they know they do it well and i think you know everybody else is doing their their headset stuff all, you know and you have to get a bit a, a massive computer for doing it you know google is doing it where you could just use your phone which is great but like the great experience i think is going to be from people who already have a playstation 4 and just buy you know the accessory for it and uh, you know and, and mm, but the thing is like uh, right now, everybody's doing 360 video, right? Mm-hmm. You're not really going to watch 360 video necessarily on a PlayStation. Because how many people watch video on a PlayStation? People do. Yeah. No, the thing is, it will happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but the, the thing is, mm-hmm. the, for me, the great thing about VR is will be gaming. G- gaming is going to take VR to such a high level. It's, mm-hmm. and, it's only waiting for that moment to shift over, and it will be mass adopted by mm-hmm. a lot of games. Yeah, but like um, with just video, I don't know. I mean, the thing about it is I think video is important. For if you know, and um, if it's done well, it it is going to help excel us forward. Not everybody plays games, but everybody yeah, does watch videos. True. So I I think especially if you have uh. Like you know the whole binaural uh, combined with the video. I mean, I mm. think that would definitely get people inv- uh, you know interested. Yeah, true, true. All right. Any final thoughts, Tosh, about uh, VR for uh, Android N? Um, well, I'm, I don't know what what the, will set this apart from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but to me, it makes sense that Google is is jumping on the VR train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are they are king in in, in video content, so yeah, might as well, know. right? It makes it makes sense for them, yeah. Right. All right. And last last thing I want to touch on, just to mention that I, I and I want to say it here so that Apple can listen to me and and please copy this this instant app. Please do it, Apple. <laughs> I can't wait for that to be a feature in iOS. Probably won't be, but I would love it. You know what instant app is, Tosh? No. So instant app is let's say uh, the example they use is B and H photo uh, and video is a, a store in New York, right? So let's say if you're in the subway and you need to buy a ticket and you don't always go to the subway, uh, but you do you do want to buy the ticket, I guess you could just quickly instantly uh, use the app without actually installing it. You can buy your ticket, get your ticket sent to you, and then you don't have the app installed. It's just like, you know, it's just right, like a one-off, a one-off thing. Yeah. It's like you're borrowing the app real quick. Oh, let me just borrow that real quick. You know, buy your ticket and then boom, it's away. And then you have your ticket presented to the perser- person and the, uh, in the subway you go. 
So yeah, I, yeah, I guess you'd use that. Yeah, I would love that because like sometimes I have to like go download an app to go shop at a store I don't normally go to, and then I have to go delete it. It's like no, I'd like to just quickly borrow it, buy the thing, and then you know go on with my life. So Apple, please steal this. <laughs> Will they? I, I don't know, but I hope they do. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Ty? Uh, yeah, I, I I love the idea. Yeah, it would, it would be amazing if Apple would do it. Yeah. The same thing too, yeah. you know. Yep. All right. So, uh, Google I/O, uh, your your impression of the, the the whole overall. Just give me like your you know, give me a, a one minute uh, synopsis of what you thought of the whole thing. One minute synopsis. Uh, interesting stuff. Home. It seems pretty cool. Uh, Allo, great, awesome, but whether people are gonna use it, I don't know. Duo, yeah, interesting, mm-hmm. but okay. Uh, VR. Yeah, VR is gonna be the future, no doubt. Okay, uh, T- Tosh, any uh, w- one minute, any things, any things you wanted well, to uh, bring up? Yeah, f- from the things that we discussed, mm-hmm. I get the feeling that Google is more of a follower of trends than a setter of trends, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because there's a parallel for everything that they do, mm-hmm. like Siri for the Google Assistant, the Echo for Google Home, uh, any messaging app for Allo. <laughs> FaceTime for Duo, uh-huh. uh, VR. I mean, who's not on VR these days? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the only innovative thing is the instant app that we discussed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not, yeah. not, not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, All right. I guess the core products that Google comes out with, I mean, except for Google Plus maybe, but <laughs> they're, they're usually pretty solid. And, and uh-huh. you know, uh, there is hardly any product that, or at least application that Google comes out with that they are not the best at. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is that controversial? <laughs> or- <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the, we'll see what happens because maybe Allo does take over the world and then people stop using Line or WeChat or whatever else is out there. I doubt it because. I mean, you know, we don't use Line or WeChat or whatever the other ones are called, but they're they're huge uh, st- install base in Asia, right? Yeah, true. But it could shift though, because it could look it could. look at my MySpace. <laughs> Let's know, not MySpace, look at MySpace. <laughs> no, but the thing no, is, no, my, MySpace was big. It was, and, and well, Facebook took their lunch. Yeah, exactly. And MySpace actually still exists. But I know. I know. Isn't Justin Timberlake like an investor in them or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Timberlake has uh, some some money to spend, right? So. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. All right, and my final thoughts on the uh, event. Um, the stuff they announced definitely was more interesting than the set. That set was like throw up. It was horrendous. I don't understand why they decided to have the event outside in a blazing hot California uh, weather. I think that was rather kind of cruel, actually, if you ask me. Um, but hopefully, they had a whole bunch of water stations. Did, uh, did they have? Did they have people sweating through their suits? Or? <laughs> they didn't have suits on, but what? But uh, but uh, the, the, uh, some of them had long sleeves jackets on or uh, sweaters on. I was like, man, it is. I mean, it was hot in Florida, and I'm pretty sure it was pretty hot in California. Um, mm. But yeah, this this that's that stage. Uh, the 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 design of that stage was horrendous, though. Not, you know, I know, I know that everybody always says I'm anti Google, but it was really horrendous. It was not a good looking stage. You should look at uh, Samsung 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Samsung fan. I know. What did I you know. think of that stage? Yeah, it was bad. It was worse. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool how they did it. The last one or the the, the, the which one was that? The, the, is that the one where they had the uh, the dancers? No, that, not that one. Oh, that okay. one, no, I didn't that, see that the last one. Actually, in terms of the screens, that kind of looked cool. But no, the last one was in terms of like yeah, I didn't uh, see the last one. How they present their keynotes, mm-hmm. and then I'm t- purely talking about how they present it visually. Mm-hmm. Right, I think it's one of the best. Samsung, content, says? yeah. Okay, I've never. I, I I saw. I've never actually sat through a whole uh, Samsung event. The 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 last one I saw, I think it was two years ago. The Broadway one, right? Yeah, I think so. You're talking about yeah. that was yeah. bad. <laughs> that, that was really bad. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, so let's wrap this up and uh, jump into the music corner. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Tasha's Music Corner. <laughs> yes, Tasha's Music Corner. And this episode, I want to start something new. So each episode, I want to give just a short introduction into a particular Zap genre of music. Um, because um, there's an idea behind this. I'm not a guy who's going to say I'm into this type of music, period. Um, I like to keep an open mind towards basically anything, even styles of music that I always that I might have disliked at one point, I always tend to revisit them to see, hey, is there something in it for me? Because uh, yeah, as you get older, um, as you get exposed to different types of uh, of stuff, um, you, you know, your, your point palette, of view changes right? as well. What's that? You develop a kind of a sound palette, right? Exactly. Like, I, I, w- I, I was never really able to stand, like, the 80s drum machine sound but it's grown on me <laughs> to the point that i use it myself now so mm. <laughs> you know there's always a reason that's that music is popular at one point and it's not people like to describe it as a fluke sometimes mm. but it really is not like um i always like to quote dave Grohl, who says there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure mm-hmm. you know if you like something you like something mm-hmm. and like one of my favorite songs of all time is uh Never gonna give you up. Mm-hmm. and not because you know uh, I'm not being ironic or anything it's just a really good song mm-hmm. but for some reason it gets a bad rep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. when did it become your favorite song actually or one of your favorite songs um, I'm not sure a long time ago yeah okay. definitely uh, more than five years ago okay okay um, so th- that being said um, the, this this week it's going to I'm going to go to a style that's a bit close to home something that I, I've pretty much always liked but um 
if somebody's going to suggest to me you should cover death metal, um, I'm going to. I'm going to take the dive in and, and see what, what's in there. So uh, I'm actually open to suggestions because I've, I've only thought two episodes ahead. So if there's a particular subgenre of music that you want me to cover, uh, tweet at me, wave at me, uh, shout at me, whatever. But this... <laughs> This episode, I'm, I'm going to cover G-Funk. Um, is that something you guys are familiar with? Somewhat. You've heard. You, you've pro- you, I've heard you must it. have heard G-Funk songs in your yeah. life, but maybe you're not able to pinpoint exactly what it is. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, like I, I named I named a group to you earlier. <laughs> that yeah, you, 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 you would categorize Sugar Hill Gang as, as that. Well, <laughs> I would not. Right. Because uh, G-Funk comes with a specific subject matter and production style, mm-hmm. which I don't think Sugar Hill Gang has. Right. But we have to start at the beginning. Where does the G-Funk name come from? Well, it's derived from P-Funk. Mm. And that's a shorthand for basically all of the music that has to do with George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic. Mm. Um, and that's a specific style of funk music that um, is, a, is a little bit more experimental, a little bit more psychedelic. Um, I guess also musically a, a bit more ambitious. A lot of the players in George Clinton's band, they used to uh, be well trained in jazz, trained in more progressive styles of music, and that would be reflected in um, in the compositions, in in the the, the complexities uh, of those compositions. Mm-hmm. So before we go into G funk proper, I would like to give you a bit of an example of what the P funk sound. Uh, what that sounds like. So I'm going to play you by Parliament Funkadelic the, the song P Funk wants to get funked up. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. A welcome to station WEFUNK, better known as We Funk. Or deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial brothers, dealers of funky music, P-Funk, Uncut Funk, The Bomb. Coming to you directly from the Mothership, top of the chocolate Milky Way, 500,000 kilowatts of P-Funk power. So kick back, dig, while we do it to you in your eardrums. Oh me, I'm known as Lollipop Man, alias the long-haired sucker. My motto is... Okay, um, so you hear some characteristics of the P-Funk sound here, mm-hmm. which are synths, a lot more heavy use of synths. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take the prototypical sound of funk, which is like James Brown, for instance, um, that is much more traditional in, 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 in the instrumentation. And P-Funk tries to be more progressive. Mm. Um, also, you hear there's a very pronounced... Um, sort of affected bass sound. Um, and that's something that you can attribute to Bootsy Collins, who actually used to play with James Brown, but also played with George Clinton and was really a front runner in, in that, that, that P-Funk bass sound. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll hear that pronounced in the G-Funk sound as well. Mm. Um, well, G-Funk inherited that, that name because it, it, in it, I guess in its core form, uh, leans a lot on samples uh, from P-Funk. I mean, Parliament Funkadelic specifically, but also other P-Funk inspired songs. Um, And, well, I guess the first uh, um, sort of, I guess, hints of that sound 
um, they came f- uh, through in NWA's early work. Um, and we can attribute that, of course, to Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. uh, a guy we've covered on the podcast a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. He, I guess, if you're going to ask somebody who invented G-Funk, they're probably going to say Dr. Dre. That's not something that is unanimous, unanimously decided. I don't, I don't even know what Dr. Dre himself thinks of that, but... Um, <laughs> At least in my mind, he at least popularized mm-hmm. funk. Who As else? Sort of, who else is in the running for potential uh, inventors of it? Uh, I'm not sure if that's the way to say it, but Colt One Eight Seven. I uh-huh. think he himself sort of claimed to be the inventor of G Funk. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not. I don't know if they ever sued or anything, but <laughs> 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 but you know, there you always you're always going to have people saying, "Yeah, I was the first to do this and this and that." Right. But what it comes down to is who made it popular. what it was. Okay. Right, made it popular, and that that's definitely Dr. Dre. I mean, when he dropped his first solo album, The Chronic, I mean, that was the world's introduction to G-Funk. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So that takes us to the prototype of G-Funk. Um, so it really rides on those P-Funk samples. So it, of course, takes a lot of those sonic characteristics. But uh, Dr. Dre specifically liked to also add in some live instrumentation. So would like to invite live musicians to play basically to basically overdub the original sample mm. uh or would do it themselves on keys mm-hmm. so he's a really proficient key pl- uh, uh keys player and also would like to layer uh high synth leads over the existing sample to give it a little more flavor mm. and you're going to hear that on the example that i got for you it's from the chronic actually it's let me ride Biatch. No baby, you look good now you carry Long time I watch you, I want to chat to you I go like you don't want to chat to me So what I'm doing, tell me what the fuck I go on now Creeping down the back street on D's I got my Glock cock, cause niggas won't ease No soon as I said it, seems I got sweated By some nigga with a tech nine trying to take mine You wanna make noise, make noise I'll make a phone call, my niggas coming like the Gotti boys Bodies being filed on Greenleaf So in this example, you really, you can really hear all those things that I mentioned. So mm-hmm. that high synthly that gets added, um, the doubling uh, of the sample with live instrumentation. You, the, you know, the bass is is extra pronounced on this track. Um, also, what um, G funk artists like Dre like to do is uh, have sort of female choruses. Mm-hmm. I guess to 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 give it a little hook because I, I wouldn't consider P-Funk itself to be uh, really hooky. Um, usually the, the, the progression was much more loose in that original form. Um, but in G-Funk, I guess they, they try to make those complex compositions a little more straightforward, a little more repetitive, I would say. 
Mm. Um, but that's also what gives it its its memorability, I, I, I would say. Because uh, like recently, I listened to the to the the Chronic front to back. Mm-hmm. You know, every song of it is, is sort of imprinted in my mind because there there is a recognizable hook. Um, you know, the the the, the part of the 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 song that was taken as a sample is ex- exactly the right part, the most recognizable part of the song. Um, and I, I think particularly Dre had a really good ear for that. Mm. And well, of course, da- Dre, I mean, he's had some success as a, as a solo artist. Well, a lot of ex- success actually, but he's much more known for putting the spotlight on other artists. Mm-hmm. And of course, you guys know who the first of those artists was, right? Uh, would it be Snoop? Of course. <laughs> well, Snoop's big debut, Doggy Style, is also considered a classic in G Funk. Mm-hmm. So that I did remember. That I did know. <laughs> and well, actually, you can also consider Snoop's style of, of rapping. You know, laid back, mm-hmm. not much lyrical complexity, but just a lot of flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can also consider a characteristic of G Funk, mm-hmm. and that that definitely comes through in the song I'm going to play you now. That's Gin and Juice from Doggy Style. <laughs> With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being a Snoop Deagle double G, but I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky, yeah, this shit like every single day, may I kick a little something for the G's, and make a few ends as I breeze through, two in the morning and the party still jumping, cause my mama ain't home, I got sisters in the living room getting it on, and they ain't leaving till six in the morning, so what you wanna do, shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too, So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't love them hoes. Yeah. So we gon' smoke an ounce to this. G's up, hoes down. Why you look up for the mouse to this? Laid back. laid back <laughs> yeah that, that's what i mean right it's memorable mm-hmm. it, it sticks in your mind because of those hooks mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and with the 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 repetitiveness of the, of the instrumental pattern um another well a group hey, of before artists, you go on can yeah. i ask you something yeah so so p funk stands for psychedelic funk or um no p- parliament funkadelic oh and then g funk stands for gangster funk gangster gangster funk okay cool mm-hmm. right. yeah because of, of course it's also um, it is also in the vein of gangster rap, mm-hmm. which also NWA, Dr. Dre's old group, sort of popularized. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say invented, but definitely popular popularized. Okay. Um, well, there's one album in this uh, canon that actually carries the name G Funk. Um, well, actually, the name is Regulate G Funk mm-hmm. Era. Mm-hmm. And you know who it's by, right? Regulate is that Tupac? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's Regulate? Uh, Ty, you know, right? Oh, what is it? Uh, I think it's Warren G, right? Yes. Oh, Warren G. Yes, it was Warren G. You're right. Yeah, Warren G. And uh, well, Nate Dogg. Nate and Dog. Nate Dogg, of course. Yeah. And particularly Nate Dogg um, liked to refer to himself as the king of G-Funk. 
and there's something to that actually because his style of singing yeah um that is something that really solidified g-funk as a uh, a musical style next to a style of hip-hop basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think to this day that, that nate dog is one of the most prolific um i guess hook singers in hip-hop music um because um he's a baritone mm-hmm. um you know when you think of a chorus like if you think of of, of juicy for instance uh by by notorious big like the hook is sung by um a, a woman a woman's voice and that's that's that goes for a lot of hip-hop courses but um you know having a a male singer a baritone singer as, as a hook that is something that i think nate dog really originated um so of course the title track of the album regulate g-funk era is also called regulate and it's probably a track that that most of the people who think they don't know g-funk they definitely know regulators you regulate any stealing of his property we're damn good too but you can't be any geek off the street gotta be handy with the steel if you know what i mean earn you keep Regulators! Mount up! It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the Eve, so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm since these girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head. I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. All right. So as a first dive into hip, into G-Funk, Definitely those three albums, The Chronic, Doggy Style, and Regulated G-Funk Era, you should definitely have heard. Mm -hmm. Um, There are more artists who can be considered G-Funk artists. I mean, you mentioned Tupac. Um, A lot of his songs, they fall into that that G-Funk mold. Mm-hmm. Of course, Dr. Dre was one of his, one of the main collaborators, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, with Tupac. Right. I mean, think of California Love. That's definitely a G-Funk song. Um, but also other artists uh, like like Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, you can see their style also be really being inspired by well, Warren G and and uh, and Nate Dogg. They have the same sort of melodic, um, melodic inflections in the way that they rap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess if you really want to listen to music that distinguished the West Coast from the East Coast, then definitely G Funk is is a good uh, starting point. Mm-hmm. And you still hear, um, I guess, remnants of that G Funk sound in today's hip hop. I mean, uh, the most recent example I can think of is uh, King Kunta by Kendrick Lamar. I don't want you monkey mouth sitting in my throne again. Hey, hey, go ahead and head back to the hood. I'm mad. 
question. Where, where you and I was walking? Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. Kunta, black man taking no losses. Oh yeah. Where, where you and I was walking? Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. When you got the yams. What's the yams? The yam is the power that be. That be, that be. You can smell it when I'm walking down the street. Oh, yes, we can. Oh, yes, we can. I can dig rapping. But a rapper with a ghost rider. What the f happened? Oh, no. I swore I wouldn't tell. But most of y'all share bars like you got to buy the bottle bunk in a two man sale. A two man sale. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. And if I got a brown nose for some gold, then I'd rather be a bum than a mother. Of course, Kendrick does his own thing with it, um, but definitely the bass line, um, the way that the, the song is arranged, that's definitely borrowed from, from G-Funk. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, um, the message that I want to, uh, to put across uh, with this segment is... Um, for most subgenres of music, there's always much more to it than meets the eye, and G Funk is no exception. So even if you think, yeah, it's all about the same, it's all about you know, sex, drugs, money, violence, <laughs> uh, even though that's true, <laughs> there, there's much more going on than just that. There is the specific way that um, that the compositions are made, that the production is done, that um, no, it has a very distinctive flow. It has uh, well, just a specific place in, in, in musical history mm -hmm. that definitely should not be ignored. Agreed. Yeah. So next time we'll be talking about Roots Reggae. By request yeah. of uh, Mr. Clay Daly. Yeah. But um, I'm open to any suggestion. And like I said, it's, um, it can be any style of music. I'm not above anything. So, cool. uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. Let me ask you a question. What, what made you choose G-Funk as the, uh, the first one? Um, well, in general, I've, I've been really diving into hip-hop again mm -hmm. for the past year, maybe. And it, it, it's really Kendrick Lamar that, that sort of inspired me again to, to take that dive. Mm -hmm. And, well, like I said, he... Um, particularly on King Kunta, but also a couple of other tracks like Wesley's Theory, he's borrowed heavily from G-Funk and that made me go back to um, uh, to The Chronic uh, and also 2001, which was one of the first CDs that I ever owned. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess I have the, that recent exposure sort of made me uh, want to talk about it a little bit, okay. but also talk about other subgenres of music. Yeah, yeah. Just because I've, I've really noticed uh, uh, how diverse... <laughs> the music is that I listen to mm -hmm. and that that is something that I would wish for anybody to have um, an open mind towards music I, I still I'm, I'm there are there are definitely more types of music that I want to get exposed to like k-pop for instance uh, I'm
keep hearing a lot about, but I have Korean. Really, that's Korean, uh, right? Yeah, that's Korean, term. like idol pop. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you dive in and let us know about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that will be one of the styles that I'll cover. Yeah. Well, if you'd like him to talk about K-pop, <laughs> yeah, wave means. at him, please. <laughs> I'd like. <laughs> Want to see how many people are into K-pop? Maybe you'll get a swarm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. That was some great information, man. Yeah, is you know what he was doing right just now. He was sort of reliving my life for me. That that felt that I, I, that all that music was from you know my ni- the nineties, man. I just <laughs> all the time we'd be on the stoop, me, Dick, and our friends just listening to that music. The good old nineties. Oh yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. So are we uh, wrapping it up? Yeah. Anything else? Seems like it. All right. Cool. Dick, we uh we miss you, and uh, I'm pretty sure you had something to say about G Funk, and uh, perhaps you will wave about it, or we can do a follow up in the next episode. Ty, where shall we find you? Uh, I guess <laughs> just stick it to Twitter. T Y zero nine. No, no, no anchor. No anchor. Anchor is dead <laughs> to you. <laughs> Uh, I still have it on my phone, so... Okay, well then get in there, dude. I mean, don't let me be the only one from the Cybercast, <laughs> you know, waving. I mean, Dick, I'm pretty sure he's doing it with his private account, that account that no one knows about. You didn't manage to find it yet? <laughs> no, nah, not yet. <laughs> Tosh, where shall we find you? I'm uh, Tosh Palak on Twitter, Anchor as well. And my website is www.toshiropolak.com. Cool. And I'm CW Daily everywhere that matters. That includes Anchor. <laughs> it kind of still matters. <laughs> I just got waved just now, replied. Uh, and uh, yeah, come in and check us out. Uh, we have our uh, our Anchor account for our for the podcast, Cybercast, uh, is also on there. Um, you could also find us on Twitter at Cybercast, C-Y-B-R-C-A-S-T, and our website, just added .com to that. <laughs> um, and yeah, come check us out. And all of those places. Thank you, everybody. Ciao. Later. Peace. Return to your regular scheduled programming. It's so much drama in the CCC. <laughs> we got Clay D, Tayo Nai, Tosh Polak, and Dick Daly. Okay. <laughs> wow. Is that off the top? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh.